Welcome back, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Call It A Comeback. I'm Bobby McInnes, alongside my co-host, Tom Spalone. Tom, how's it going? What's going on, Bob? Good to be back here. Uh, happy Friday. Um, I'm excited to talk some uh, college hoops today. Yeah, same. You know, we're going to be talking about college hoops, like you just mentioned. We're at that point in the season, or in the sports year, where there's kind of like a lull in action, because obviously the the Super Bowl uh, is next week, but we have that little gap where no one really cares about the Pro Bowl. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk about college basketball. So just looking here, Tom, obviously there's, honestly, it's been a little bit of an unpredictable year so far. Like I would have never thought that Auburn would be at the top of the AP ranking. Um, but here we are a few weeks into the season, about midway point, you know, as conference play is going on uh, conference tournaments will be in a couple weeks and then heading into March Madness let me hear some teams that you really like this year in college hoops yeah you made a great point with uh, Auburn there I really never expected them to be this good this season but they're sitting at 20 and 1 right now uh, number one team in the country and I think they really have a great shot to win it all uh, that kid Jabari Smith is very good and I think he could easily go number one on the NBA draft and uh, you look obviously another great team Gonzaga um, they, I, I think they have a chance to get there and get over the top. Uh, they've started to play better of late, and um, the, their big Holgram has been also playing a lot better and under control, uh, which is big for him. And uh, another team I think you should watch out for is also Arizona. I think that after last night, the way they looked against UCLA, um, I think they got a great shot. They've got a good team this year, and uh, those are my top three, I'd say. Yeah, no, I, I like that. Uh, you brought up some very good teams. That Arizona game Thursday night against UCLA, that was huge because they lost to UCLA already this season. So yeah. stealing that one back was big. They were at their home court. And, yeah, just to add on, obviously I like the teams that you mentioned. Purdue is another one that seems to be night in and night out, just taking care of business at 18-3. and three. Uh, I just really like in college basketball, I think, to have good success, you need a very strong guard and a very strong big. And that's exactly what they have, Purdue. Um, they have a lot of depth. This is a team that honestly could go very deep in the tournament. They'll probably end up being either a one. They'll probably end up being one of the one seeds. Yeah, no, you do make a good point. That kid, uh, Edie, and uh, they're big and then Ivy their guard are very good and I think they definitely have a great shot to win it all yeah another team that I like is I'm very big on USC after watching them play the last couple games I know last night was a little bit of a, a sweat against Arizona State a team that they should have honestly beat by 10 but they came out victorious and they are also 18 and 3 I think uh, Evan Mobley Obviously, he's not his brother, Isaiah, who is a candidate for Rookie of the Year uh, in the NBA. But Mobley's very good, and uh, they're just playing very sound basketball. They move the ball very well on offense and pick up for each other on defense. I, I saw many blocks in last night's game. Uh, I think USC is going to be a little bit of a sleeper, although you can never uh, go too crazy with those Pac-12 teams. Yeah, Pac-12 doesn't have great uh, track record in the tournament, but this USC team uh, does look good. They have great size, like you said, with Mobley. And, uh, yeah, I definitely can think this team can make at least a Sweet 16 run. Yeah, a couple other teams that I like here. I do like Kansas a lot. Tom, I know you're a Kansas fan. Um, and I don't know. They have some. They have very good veteran play there from, uh, I'm, I don't want to butcher his name, but Ajabi. Uh, Abaji. Abaji, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I mean, he's sick. What what year is he a junior? Yeah, he's a junior. They're they're a solid team, but I mean they they always find a way to choke in the tournament. So that's been their biggest issue the last few years, just getting over the hump uh, from like the Sweet Sixteen, the Elite Eight. So 
that's going to be interesting to see. But they do have a strong squad. I think another good team to look at is the Villanova Wildcats. Uh, obviously, with Jay Wright uh, come tournament time, they're always uh, pretty dangerous. They can shoot the ball. Jermaine Samuels, Justin Moore, all, all great three-point shooters. But uh, they didn't have a great night the other night against Marquette. Marquette was hitting all their shots, and, and Nova got upset. They're sitting at 16-5, and five, which honestly is, a little, I guess, a little underwhelming uh, for them. But I, I think come tournament time, they can definitely kick, kick it up. Yeah, Tom, I mean, you mentioned that loss against Marquette. That means that they actually got swept, losing both games to Marquette. That's a little bit frustrating yeah. uh, if you're Jay Wright and the Wildcats. But you mentioned some of the guys up top, Gillespie, Moore, Samuels. Um, but they have very good forward play, uh, or, or big play, I should say. Eric Dixon is very good center on that team. And Brandon Slater is becoming a very good stretch big. Uh, we saw him knock down. I, I'm going to pull it up now. I think he had at least 16 points in that loss to Marquette. Uh, he had 18 points, and he was making them from the outside, um, shooting the three ball well, getting in there on 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 the boards, cleaning up well. He's a guy who comes off the bench, and uh, I think I don't know. I think he he can provide a lot of strength for that Villanova team come tournament time. Yeah, no, definitely. And uh, a sleeper that I like to give you honestly is the Providence Friars. Uh, they're sitting at 18 and two, and they really they get disrespected uh, with the rankings. I feel like. They're sitting at 15, but they could easily be higher. And uh, even the lines they get each game, um, according to Vegas, they're, they're dogs a lot of the time for some reason, and they just come out and win these games. And um, I don't even, they don't really have any superstars on their team, but it's just like they, they play all play well together and they're coached uh, pretty well. And in the Big East, you really never know who's going to come out on top each night. So to be sitting at 18-2 and two through the first 20 is pretty impressive, and I think come tournament time they could be a tough out. Yeah, I know. You mentioned like no great superstars, but they have some some good players who are just consistent every night. Al Durham is one of those guys who's a guard who's been in playing college basketball for quite some time now. And and another guy that I see on here is Justin Manaya, which is actually the son of Omar Manaya, who worked in the Mets front office. So that was kind of interesting when I was watching the other night. I was like, oh, that name sounds familiar. And I searched it up, and sure enough, it's his son. Which is pretty neat. Yeah, uh, yeah, I saw that. The um, yeah, you mentioned the Durham kid. He went to Indiana uh, for a few years, and then he transferred. I think he's a grad transfer, so he's been playing great for them. And uh, even their big, I'm not sure the big's name, but he's he's having a fantastic year as well. Yeah, Tom, what are your thoughts? We were watching the game the other night. Illinois, uh, they took care of business at home. Uh, Kofi Coburn went off just under 40 points, um, and they beat Wisconsin. This is a team, Illinois, I was very high on them last year when they had Ayo DeSumo, Kofi Coburn, Trent Frazier, uh, Curbelo. And this year, they did lose DeSumo to the draft, but a lot of these guys um, have been playing for a few years now. And I don't, they looked they looked really good the other night. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to double down and take them again. I had them winning most of my brackets last year. But Illinois might be a team to watch out for. And, I mean, it just looks like this team's on a mission. Yeah, they can definitely get hot. Uh, they can score the basketball with Trent Frazier at the guard. And then you said Coburn, uh, who's really a big body underneath. And uh, Curbelo off the bench, too, provides good scoring. So, yeah, this team is definitely could get dangerous around tournament time. I know they got bounced last year uh, to Loyola Chicago. That was a, a tough upset for them. But uh, I think they can definitely come back for vengeance and definitely make some noise in the tournament. Yeah, another guy that's on that team is Alfonso Plummer, who's just lights out from three-point. Um, he's, been, he's been shooting the ball very well all year. I'm trying to look where he came from, actually. 
because um, I know that he's a transfer from Utah. Okay, so yeah, Alfonso Plummer is a senior who's obviously plays a big role on that team. He is second in scoring um, for the Fighting Illini. Yeah, wow. And I, I, yeah, Coburn the other night had 37 against Wisconsin. So when he's dropping that those kind of buckets, you're going to be in good shape to win the, the basketball game. Unstoppable, man. The Big Ten has a lot of good bigs. I mean, you, yeah. you look at the bigs on Purdue um, and Illinois, we mentioned Ohio State has EJ Liddell. It just seems like the Big Ten basketball just keeps getting better and better. That might be my favorite conference to watch. Yeah, no, it's definitely the most competitive, I feel like. I think it's between them and, and the Big East for me as far as, you know, watching competitive uh, basketball. Yeah, even the SEC this year, too, has been it's been a lot better lately with the bottom teams kicking it up. Yeah, that's true. The SEC obviously is usually ran by, you know, Kentucky and whatnot, but it's been, it's been getting better lately, uh, you could definitely. say, you know. Especially with Auburn being this good, too. Yeah, I mean, Auburn obviously is first, and even Tennessee has been getting better and better every year. Yeah. Um, they're also ranked in the AP Top 25. So, Tom, let's talk a little uh, Patriot League basketball now that we have the time. Obviously, we're recording here at Loyola. So let me hear your thoughts on the Loyola Greyhounds and what they have to do to make a run maybe in the Patriot League tournament. Yeah, the Loyola Greyhounds are, are honestly a big question mark because you really don't know what you're going to get uh, night in and night out, which is a little upsetting because they need to be more consistent. Um, they do have a good record, though, in the Patriot League right now, sitting at 7-4 and four, uh, in second place, tied with a few other teams uh, behind Colgate. So, I mean, th it's it's definitely there for the taking if, if Loyola wants to, to win this Patriot League. Um, they did have a tough loss to Colgate the other night, but they did have a big win against Army, uh, I think it was last night, uh, here at home and uh, I mean this team is they, they can shoot the ball well with Cam Spencer and Jalen Andrews and Kenny Jones but it's just the bigs that got to be more consistent like Golden underneath if he can provide good minutes um, hit his free throws and stuff like that I think Loyola can be in a good spot to make a run here yeah I mean when Loyola's on they're a very consistent team and obviously playing in the Patriot League you know they're they're right. A lot of these teams are similar in talent. You know it's not like any any of them have huge like recruit uh, five star athletes, um, but there's a lot of very good talent in this league. And Loyola has a good share of that talent, right? You mentioned Cam Spencer. You mentioned Jalen Andrews. Um, these are guys who are night in night out big time scorers for the Greyhounds. Um, and there's just a lot of guys who have been on this team before providing good veteran presence. Kenny Jones is one of those guys who's averaging almost five assists a game, which is very impressive, uh, leads the team in that stat category. And then you got the Illich brothers, right? The Illich brothers are, you know, averaging, you know, 14 and 22 minutes a game respectfully, and they're providing some good bench play or coming off the bench. I don't know. I, this team definitely has a lot of potential. Um, it does. And it's exciting. I know that we usually try to watch as many games as we can, whether they're on the road or whether they're here. And I don't know. It's definitely going to be interesting to see if they can keep up with, with Colgate and, you know, the other teams that are right behind them, like Army. Yeah, they got a big game coming up tomorrow uh, at home against Navy. They're going to have to get that one as well if they want to keep pace with Colgate. But uh, all that really matters is come the Patriot League tournament time where they can get on, on a run and get hot like they did last year. Uh, until they almost made it into the tournament, that tough loss to Colgate, but you never know. Yeah, I was actually talking to Kenny Jones the other day, and he said that he'd be more than happy to come on the show. So hopefully we can have him and maybe another player on talk some Loyola basketball and see uh, get the inside scoop on what they think and how their season is going. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so, 
All right, Tom. I mean, we knew that this was going to be a pretty short show. Um, not much going on, like like we said. I mean, college basketball, we're right, we're right in the middle of things. So we, we're giving you our takes, but as far as football and other sports go, I mean, we're not going to get into the NBA, right? The, the Knicks. Yeah, not right now. Maybe we'll save that I one. think I'm going back into hibernation as far as uh, <laughs> being a Knicks fan goes. Unless we make a big move, I mean, my interest is just not there. This team is so pathetic compared to last year. Julius Randle looks like a completely different player um, yeah. going in the wrong direction. And I don't know, man. I mean... I obviously watch games throughout the week, but it's just it's not the same when the Knicks aren't doing good. It's yeah, just it's, not fun to watch. It's been a tough watch. They gotta make a trade at the deadline, probably trade Randall, uh, maybe for Darren Fox, whoever. Honestly, at this point, and f- figure it out. Yeah, I mean, hey, that's gonna be up to Leon Rose and uh, Dolan whether they're gonna actually make a move or whether we're just gonna ride this one out and do something in the off season. I don't know, but yeah, hopefully they do something and hopefully it's the right decision. Right? Exactly. All right, well, Tom, this has been a good episode, a nice and short one, but uh, we'll be back on Monday after the the weekend of sports. Maybe we'll talk – maybe we'll catch the Senior Bowl and talk a little bit about that, and we'll talk some football recruiting and drafting. Draft, yeah. yeah. All right, so we'll save that stuff for Monday. Uh, this has been another episode of Call It a Comeback. Bobby McInnes alongside Tom Splone. We'll see you next time.